Hey guys, welcome to Right Way, a podcast where we give you insight to make informed decisions about your writing career. I'm your host, Rhea Fry, multi-published author and CEO and founder of Right Way. And I'm Joe Tower, writer, media producer, and Right Way's executive editor. On this podcast, Rhea and I will take an inside look at the publishing industry with honest and straightforward shop talk. So when you do get published, you'll know exactly what to do the right way. I can't even, even to start this episode, Rhea, I'm already, um, I'm already warm in the neck. <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of the Right Way Podcast. You guys, we are continuing our rampage through the realest of the real topics, um, really just getting down and dirty and no holds barred. And today we're going to talk about clients and editors and the editorial request to please stop defending your shitty choices. <laughs> oh God. I, and what have I done? Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But this is, I think this is like a real, I don't know if this is an issue, but I think for editing, but I think this gets at a, a fundamental hurdle that we always talk about that writers have, which is letting go of your fucking ego when you have someone else look at your manuscript. So this is, you know, not not that we're going to sit here and rant and rage about anything, but Joe and I, like, I, I want to preface this episode by saying, you know, we're both writers. We have had our work edited and edited and edited over and over and over again. I've had to scrap whole drafts at the very last second and start all over again. So like I have really learned to detach and understand that if I want to be published, sometimes that means going against my natural inclinations. It means allowing your work to change and grow. It means really, you know, taking a somewhat objective or even subjective point of view as your own and really just playing the game. Now, that is all to say, this episode is really about (laughs) writers who really want to be published, number one. So what a great goal to have. I totally- Right out of the gate. Yes, respect and appreciate it. But we ha- we get and have gotten and have seen and will continue to see so many writers, both fiction and nonfiction, who are like, hey, I've got a, a you know completed manuscript, totally ready to go. Um, I want it to be published. Can you help? And so my immediate questions are, great, who's read it besides you? Um, have you had beta readers? Have you had an editor read it? And the answer is actually usually yes. Like, oh, yeah, I had an editor friend read it. I've had... You know, a million beta readers. Editor friend. Editor, editor friend. Friend. Um, friend is the operative yes. word there. But then we also get, you know, um, like to put that on hold, we get referrals from um, publishing houses, sometimes hybrid publishing houses, who will send us clients to edit their work. So we're kind of like essentially out on a bid to win the job. Now, something to know about Joe and myself is we are not in the business of stroking egos. We are not in the business of telling you you are a wonderful, amazing writer. Um, and this should hearten you as prospective absolutely, clients because absolutely. we are more about telling you the truth than we are about making a sale. And and we are also very upfront that we are just two people. It's just our opinion. You can take it with a grain of salt. But what we do offer people is when when you are 
thinking about working with us, Joe and I edit the first five pages of whatever project you're giving to us for free. Then, so we make suggested edits. We don't change anything without your permission. We are not into that type of editing. We always make suggestions and you as the author can always accept or reject them. But then we send video feedback explaining why we have suggested what we have suggested. We always, you know, we always say, and I will continue to say, like, we've been doing this for such a a long time that sometimes you just have instincts about things and you can kind of get a sense of something even very early on. Of course, those opinions can change as you read the whole manuscript, but we're just kind of giving our first impressions both as writers, as editors, as industry professionals. Now, a lot of times people are like, oh shit, that's, this is exactly what I need, amazing. But you would be... (laughs) so shocked at how many people like even recently like we we edited um one woman was like oh my god i want to be published she's so organized she has like everything ready to go she has her pitch list of agents she has like three books written and is so excited and joe and i both like edited we gave our initial thoughts and feedback which were very much aligned which is also how we know ooh our instincts are like we're really lining up here this is like we're both thinking the same things And this woman, lovely woman, emailed us like a novel length email defending her choices in why, like for every single suggested edit we made, she was defending her choices and was unwilling to change anything. And this has happened over and over again where writers like, I am not going to change a word. I just want you to help me get published. Now, here's the beautiful part there. If you decide that the right way approach doesn't work for you, I'm sure there are, we're sure there are plenty of editors out there who will gladly take your money and tell you that it's fine. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. If you want to pay them to not evolve or progress or change or give yourself a leg up into really publishing the best book that it can possibly be, by all means, go with them. Here's the thing about working with an editor. When, when you decide, because it's a springboard, you're, you're, we're talking about taking a, a, a manuscript, which Re and I both understand is a hugely personal and important artifact of the fucking creative identity. We get it. A hundred percent, but it is a springboard from you taking it from your, your biased circle to an unbiased circle. So I'm telling you that an editor, when an editor makes a note, when an editor makes a change, and this is why we do suggested edits. And this is why we preface everything by saying this 95% of editing is absolutely totally subjective. It is opinion-based. It is gut-based. It is instinct-based. It is a sum total of experience and knowledge. That doesn't mean that it's definitively one way or the other right or wrong. So when an editor makes a note in your manuscript, it has nothing to do with the editor. So there is no onus to try to defend that choice to the editor to change their mind. Honestly, like I, not that I don't care, but it, it doesn't, the justification doesn't matter to me. Well, but what matters to yeah. me is getting the manuscript into its best possible state. It's the edit, the edit, the edit is about you. It's about you taking the onus to decide if you are willing 
to see your manuscript from a different perspective. A hundred percent. And I will say, you know, you, I feel like more than anyone, and I'm going to be totally honest. I don't edit fiction anymore, other people's fiction anymore, because I find it, there's just too many ways the story can go. It can be so subjective that I just, I'm not interested. You, on the other hand, are not only one of the best fiction editors I've ever found. You actually do really care about this story, like that person's story, as if it were your own. And I marvel every single time at the at the level of thought and care and attention that you pour into these manuscripts, because I'm like, I, sometimes I'll get two pages in like, nope, can't, I'm not, inter- I'm just not interested. And, and I'm sure so many people feel that way about my, my books as well. But I mean, I, but now fiction on the other hand, I mean, nonfiction on the other hand, I feel completely different about. And it's uh, to me, I'm like, oh, this, like, there's a starting point, there's an end point. I know what we have to hit along the way. Um, so and it's also an approach. You have a, an approach and a process that you have uh, perfected and honed sure. and you have a sixth sense about that. And yeah, I, and I, w- I would almost say the same thing. Like you, uh, uh, you know, occasionally if you, you put me in front of a nonfiction book proposal, I start to, oh, yeah. I start to get itchy. Oh you yeah, you do. I mean? so. Well, let me ask you a question. So why as writers who, you know, most of us do want to get published in, in some capacity, why then are we so willing to defend our shitty choices, our sometimes shitty choices, just why is that such a gut instinct and this like kind of protective, almost like primal thing to like protect our our work and and unwilling to let it kind of change and grow? Why do you think that is? Well, I think you just said it. I mean, I think, I think ultimately human beings want to be right and they want to be good. <laughs> Like th- yeah. those are like, that's, that's true. And I think unfortunately, and I'll say this too about our own industry. I think there are a lot of fucking shitty editors out there. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I've seen of it. Course. I've had, yeah. We've had manuscripts come across our desk that were edited, that were, that had been read by editors at publishing houses and are riddled with errors yep. um, that are, that no, no like systemic issues, narrative issues are addressed. It's, it's insane to me. And so I think in a way that editing has the editorial editorial response to a manuscript has become synonymous with critiquing that individual as a writer. Mm, and when mm, I make an edit, I'm mm-hmm. not talking, I, I don't want to talk about how good you are as a writer. That's not my, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm ta- I'm, I'm here to look at this manuscript and, and calibrate, decide and calibrate whether or not it's ready to be submitted, whether or not it's as good as it can be. That's all I care about. I don't care if you're, I honestly don't care if you're a good writer because I think bad writers can, or like mediocre writers can produce great books. And I think the reverse is true. So I, I think there's a real like hazy area there. So I'm not trying to tell you whether or not you're a good writer. I'm trying to tell you whether or not this manuscript is ready. Oh, I, and that's so, so did you hear that everyone? <laughs> it's not, well, yeah. I mean, I think that is such an important distinction. It's not about whether you're a good writer, it's whether or not you were ready. And it's always hard to hear that you're not ready. And I, I have, I have fallen 
pray to this time and time again, I kind of am right now where I'm in such a rush to sell a new book that like I've basically submitted partials that are true first drafts. Like I haven't sat with them. I haven't really like reworked and reworked and revisited the books over and over and over again or the first hundred pages. And the the industry might decide, hey, you know what? This isn't ready. This isn't ready yet. And that's going to be something that at this point I can 100% deal with because I've truly learned to take my ego out of it. Like now, I, I have to ask you yeah, that. Um, yeah. Because I do consider you a writer who's so willing and almost like eager for the response. Yeah. For the I editorial response. You're a little bit like, okay, tell me. And I think this is the mindset. And so do you think this was this is something that is innate for you, or is it something that really does have to be cultivated and 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 formed over time? This response to be like, I want to know what I can do. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I've always just been that person in general, like, tell me what I can do to be better and I want to be better. I mean, that's just kind of innate in me. Um, and I think too, especially I'm so open to feedback with fiction because I, I didn't really like study and hone, hone it, hone that craft for so long that sometimes just a little bit, I feel like I still have a bit of imposter syndrome. Like, you know, do I really belong here? Can I really write fiction? What am I doing? Do I know how to create a After story? Four fucking novels. Well, yeah, but then every time Jeez. you edit one, I'm like, oh my God, you would think that I would understand like basic fucking concepts of That's like creating not, a story. I've never said um, that about No, no, no. But but you always like take it, help me take it to kind of a different level. And this this new book I have coming out in February is such a prime example of that. Secrets of Our House. You know, I was getting ready to turn it in to my editor, the, the, the first draft, you know, last in 2020 or whenever that was, I don't even know. And I had you review it and you suggested some pretty big changes, especially with Desi, the main character's point of view. Now, what I could have done is just like ignored that advice and just turned it in anyway because it was due and like... Just kind of, you know, see what my editor thinks, but I wanted it to be ready. I wanted it to be the best that it could be. And because I did that and I did agree, I mean, I always agree with, I don't think you've ever suggested something that I'm like, no, I don't think so. Like you're always fucking right. It's really irritating actually. <laughs> and because I implemented those changes, I've said this on one of our podcasts, but this was the least amount of developmental edits I've had and the least amount of copy edits I've ever had because I think you and I have found a rhythm as well where like you, we understand each other's language and totally you agree. understand my and writing. And we do have a lot of similar like taste-wise. To totally. We're, we're very, yeah. Which is very important, I think, when you're you're doing this matchmaking between writer and editor and that's why i and like regarding that i'm sorry to interrupt but regarding that i would say for our clients like one of the other things that we're really and this is again why we go i'll go back to like why we do suggested edits and why we talk about uh subjectivity is because we're constant no matter what we're suggesting no matter what kind of uh editing we're suggesting we're always trying to make sure that we're maintaining the the integrity of the author's voice mission message theme whatever oh yeah and we're always yes. after that we're always after making sure that we we strike that chord 
Hey everyone, I'm interrupting today's episode to bring you some exciting news. Today is the official launch of the mass market version of my book, Until I Find You. Now, Until I Find You came out last August, but today's release is the fun pint size version of Until I Find You. So, you know those little um, paperbacks that you see in grocery stores, sometimes um, in drugstores? This is the more inexpensive version of the normal trade paperback book. So for those of you who don't know what Until I Find You is about, it's a perfect beach read. It is about a blind widow, Rebecca Gray, who believes her three-month-old son, Jackson, has been swapped for another baby, but no one will believe her. It also takes place during summer, which is perfect for some great vacation reading. Now, also tonight at 5.30 p.m., I am doing a virtual event with the one and only Hannah Mary McKinnon, who also has a brand new release today called You Will Remember Me. She is a fantastic writer. This thriller is so propulsive and so compulsive. Also a fantastic beach read. So tonight at 5.30 p.m., we are going to be doing a fun in-conversation via part Parnassus Books. We will have the link to that in the show notes, as well as my link to Until I Find You, the mass market version. Spend eight bucks, have a wonderful book to just throw in your tote. I so appreciate all the support and hope to virtually see you tonight. Yeah, I've had editors in nonfiction specifically where they have changed like on a sentence by sentence basis, my writing completely like completely just, and, and even like magazine writing, newspaper writing, um, so much editing that I'm like, this doesn't even, this isn't me. This doesn't sound like me. This isn't my voice. And so I've become hypersensitive to ever suggesting anything that is not in integrity with that author's vision. Now I have a lot of like strong overarching ideas and concepts. And I think that's the cool thing and the the difficult thing about being an editor or writing in general is, you know, a story can flip any which way. It can it can go left, it can go right, it can go up or down and and really maintaining making sure, you know, you have that vision, but being open to change and being open to looking at it from a different point of view. And sometimes what helps with that I think is taking a big old step back from your book Um, and not being like so close with it. Like I've actually never been so close with my characters and so enmeshed in my story that I can't get some distance from it and like look at it as a, as a whole separate entity. And for some, sometimes I think writers might be just a little bit too close to that material, which is often why you bring in professional help to, help you kind of see maybe those areas that do need improvement. But if you're going to do that, if you're going to spend your money and time and really want someone to improve your work, I mean, first of all, if you're considering hiring an editor, have them do, I mean, I would never have someone hire me without showing them how I'm going to edit. Yeah, like this is what I'm going to do. Are we a match? Because sometimes it's a big fat no because we are not in the business of telling you what a great writer you are. That's that that is not constructive in any way. I mean, if now if there's a gorgeous like 
if you're a, a beautiful writer, of course, we're going to call that out too, but that's not that's not what you're paying us for. And if that's what you're really looking for, then just give it to some readers. Which let me just say, seriously, let me just say, I have a, I have, we have a client right now who, uh, like, on a for some reason, and you know, the manuscript is not without its issues or errors or like in need of some stuff. But and he's a first time writer. But I have to say, like. For, for whatever reason, he just naturally is like a great writer, a good writer. Yep. Like it's, it's really, it's really incredible. And I've told him that a number of times and he's reluctant to believe it because he wants it to get better. And he actually got a little bit frustrated when I wasn't editing it enough. Um, and he's always very adamant about, he wants the rawest possible criticism that he can get. So he's very open to change, but, but, you know, we'll, we'll tell, we'll tell you if it that's, and I think that's another great point though, in all this is like, um, be, be, a, be wary of editing an e editing ticker tape, like of an editor. That's just Completely. like kind of churning out like a, a little bit shallow feedback where, where the, Editing can also be a positive response to something. Editing should be Ooh, like, I love that. this is really yeah. working or, or this would work better if it was here or, you know, I, that, that is true also. So, and I think that goes into, and we've, we've had a conversation about that too on the podcast, which we'll, we'll link to an episode is, is no, knowing your editor, knowing the relationship you're going to have with an editor that you're going to hire before you actually pay the money to do it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we've we've had clients, too, who are so open to the challenge. We had this one amazing, we have an amazing fiction client, Elizabeth Bloom, who came to me for her suspense novel. And so I started on it and kind of steered her in one direction. Then I brought Joe in and he kind of steered her in another direction, but, but she has been so open to the process and to, this will be her first book and she really wants it to make a splash. And again, the thing to remember about all of this, if you're hiring an editor in hopes of getting published, it's not like your edits are going to stop here. Like you then have to find representation. The agent might go through another whole round of edits. Um, on their own with their specific point of view. And then when you get matched with an editor, they are going to go through another round of edits. So not being married to your story in any specific way and understanding, I mean, something that's always helped me is realizing like, oh, this story doesn't belong to me anymore. The moment I'm done writing it or done with that first draft, like, and it's going to belong to readers. Like I have to be willing to go along and change and shift. And of course, still keeping my vision in mind, but also being really open that, hey, this is a team career. There are gonna be so many different people's hands in it. And I've got to be okay with that. And if you're not okay with that, I mean, that's the brilliant thing about self-publishing. But I would still highly recommend finding an editor that you love and trust. And listen, no editor <laughs> is gonna be Perfect. Like I have on my team. So I have, you know, I always like have Joe read it or hire him beforehand. Sometimes I get a couple beta readers. Then I have my developmental editor 
we have a copy editor and we have a proofreader. And still in every single book I've had, there are typos in there. There are grammatical mistakes that readers love to email me about and be like, hey, on page 234, this word is misspelled, which is why I never read my books. Because I'm like, I know that they're imperfect. There's no perfect book. Um, people are, I mean, these aren't run through machines. Humans are the ones that are working on them. So just understanding that, that it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to find that editor that's going to like just knock it out of the park and there's going to be no mistakes and everyone's going to love it. You know, your your product won't ever be universally loved. It's not going to be universally hated, but you should love it. But you should also be open to changing it. And that really does, I think, come with time and experience and just allowing like rejections to roll off your back, allowing, you know, hard comments maybe, or decisions that you don't necessarily agree with, with editing, just taking them in stride and, and really, again, removing that very personal, um, kind of emotion from it and looking at it a little bit more as an opportunity to grow. Just for all of, for everybody's edification, you can't, want to be have your book traditionally published and also not want it to change. Hundred percent. You can't have both. Hundred and forty two percent. So I think I think get get comfortable. And I think some good red flags to look at is like if you have a manuscript and you've been like reluctant to get beta readers or reluctant to have eyes on it. If if you sort of look at pages or passages or characters or scenes or plot points and you're like, oh, I could never get rid of that. I could never lose that. These are like, those are like some solid red flags that you're too close to it. And you've got to step out of your comfort zone and give it to someone to give you some God's honest fucking truth about God, it. God, you know, I just had that experience with in my copy edits for Secrets of Our House. There's this like really beautiful couple of paragraphs like describing this black house that I wanted to, I had too much like explanation and backstory about this house um, in the very first chapter. So I removed it and kind of like interspersed it throughout. But I had these like two paragraphs that I loved so much that have been with me since like the first draft and they just didn't belong anywhere. So I cut and paste them into a separate document. I always keep this separate doc where it's like secrets of our house extras. So I can just like have them for myself, but they, you've got to know when things belong in the story and when they don't. And for a lot of us, you know, or you don't know and you, you're not, or you're not going to know and you have to be told and you have to accept completely. And I mean, a, a good rule of thumb, and this is very cliche and people have heard it a million times, but like, no matter if you're writing fiction or nonfiction, every fucking word on that page should move the story forward in some way, should tell your reader something. And if it's just a really pretty sentence that you don't want to cut, that's not a good enough reason to have it there. So when you start really looking at your own work through an editor's eyes, really learning that process. I mean, I think that's something we don't talk enough about is writers taking the responsibility to become editors as well. Um, I know it's a different skill set, but being able to approach your own work with a critical eye is such a step in the right direction, especially if you're not wanting to spend thousands of dollars on an edit, start, you know, editing other 
people's work. But um, also re- and reading your own work critically. Now, listen, like that goes to, there's two different ways that can go. You got to read it like a reader. You don't like, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Granted reading your work and being like, this is all fucking brilliant is not going to get you anywhere. But also if you read your work and you're like, this is all dog shit, that's also not going to get you anywhere. So really approaching it. I always say that to clients too. I always tell them that like, at, to a certain point, yes, we're doing proofing. Yes, we're doing copy edits. Yes, we're doing uh, line and format. Yes, we're checking for continuity. We're doing all of that. But in that like 90%, that 90% subjectivity, like a lot of the read, a lot of my read is mostly I'm doing my best to read as a reader and not an editor. And the notes that I make are usually predicated on one simple fact. And that that fact is whatever you're trying to do with that or in that section or in that sentence or in that passage is not working because I don't get it because it's not clear. Um, clarity and, and, and your reader getting what you're trying to like pick up what you're trying to throw down is the point of writing. Com- completely. Also so. subjective. We are only two people giving you our opinion based on decades of expertise. No big deal here. <laughs> But but what's so funny about this and what I want everyone to know is we all make shitty choices in our writing. We all want to defend ourselves and defend our art. And like, yeah, we can run a business and we can help tons of people like become bestsellers and get picked up. But then like we write drafts that totally fucking suck or that I'm just like, God, don't aren't I better by now? I, I guess not. So it's constantly such a humbling, humbling industry, but really understanding why you're doing it in the first place and what you're really after as the end result will help you lay that foundation for what type of experience you really want to have with your writing. And you need to decide pretty early on, do I want to grow and change? Am I open to that? Or do I just want to stay in my lane and stick with the first draft that I write? And if if it's the latter good for you. That's totally awesome. But that's, at least you know, but you're going to be going down that self-publishing path, which I mean, again, more and more people are choosing. It's super awesome. But I would still encourage everyone to be open to bringing someone in that you know and trust or that you come to know and trust who can really help take your work to a different level. Love it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We'll put links in the show notes for any previous episodes that are relevant of the podcast. You can give those a listen to as well. And uh, tell us about your experiences with editors or where you are at in the process. Email us at podcast at rightwayco.com, W-R-I-T-E-W-A-Y-C-O.com. And do not forget, subscribe, rate, review, comment. Indeed. (laughs) Till next time. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Right Way Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment and help us continue to deliver the content you want and need. And for more information about Rightway, visit rightwayco.com to get more info on all our editorial and developmental services and sign up for our weekly newsletter where we'll be sharing exclusive content, access to digital courses, and offering proprietary resources for aspiring and established writers. 